This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host Jim and Tom. And Tom, it's 2021. It's our first episode. We're back after our, mm-hmm. I guess, customary two-week hiatus that we throw in every year. <laughs> this time, it'll, it'll be the last hiatus. It's got to be. A little bit planned, a little bit not planned. Uh, you know. Well, it was the holidays, so we took a holiday break, and uh, we're back. And we're going to review... The last movie to come out, one of the last movies, because I guess Soul and We Are Heroes came out on Christmas. Uh, we're going to review Wonder Woman 1984. But before we get to it, we finally get to talk wrestling in 2021. Yep. We've lost John Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, and um, came as a shock because I didn't know he was sick. Yeah, well, I think it, they intentionally didn't let anybody know that he was sick, or he didn't let anybody know, which is fine, you know, privacy, they don't have to. And, I, you know, we are a little bit behind on this, but, you know, it's, he's, uh, seems to be more, the, like, I've never seen um, an outpouring for him, you know, legends get outpourings, but not like, not even like his almost to a point of like shutting the place down you know and creating a whole new show yeah. and you know not so much i mean some behind the scenes stuff uh on wwe and you know some allu- allusions to to his his gimmick but um you know aw goes full tilt and you know turns the reins over to a son negative one which is which is awesome um yeah and he's out there so yeah it, promos it's... with mjf and marco's stunt <laughs> yeah it's great um so yeah i i yeah i mean it's amazing the, the the how the community came together for him and you know want to make sure you know that that his family knew how they felt for him yeah i mean i've never seen a tribute show like i remember when benoit died and and Latino Heat died, yeah. and they did like the the memory, like in memory on the Titantron. They did the ten bell salute, and that mm-hmm. was it. They really just went right into the matches. WWE when he died, they I think they didn't even do a ten bell salute. They they just said a moment of silence. Yeah, at the beginning, and I mean they had people do yeah 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 a couple times, and um, you know on social media they went crazy and. You know, everybody had a lot of good things to say about him. Well, you know, WWE stuff. And which I think is crazy. Like, it seems like WWE wants, you know, wants to distance themselves from people they let go. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's such a weird thing. Um, But, I mean, every other organization that he was in had nothing but great things to say about him. Like all every place that he's wrestled had you know tons to talk about and um, you know was showing their matches and reacting to the, like other old matches. Everybody's got a story about you know not just how great he was as a dad. And I think the referee from AEW said it best. He's like, you know, he may not be on everybody's Mount Rushmore as a wrestler. He was great, but he is like on everybody's Mount Rushmore of 
you know, great dads and what they want to, you know, how we want to, you know, entertainers want to be dads yeah. is how he, you know, he was like the the gold standard for that. So, yeah, I, I love what AEW did. It was uh, it was amazing to see what they did. And like with such little time, they just went in there and they they made it like something right. to be uh, remembered. So, you know, I feel I felt like we should talk about it. We're not you know, we're a little behind the eight ball on this, but we're ahead of WWE because they didn't really do much. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we'll uh, it, we'll see what happens with the Dark Order because, man, they were really taken off and maybe maybe Evil Uno takes over. Yeah, I don't I can't I I'm stealing somebody's idea. I'm not 100 percent sure who whose it is. Um, but I heard somebody say um, the way it should go is Evil Uno uh, brings um, who's the cowboy? Hangman Page. Um, Adam, yeah, Hangman Page brings him in, and he eventually takes over the Dark Order as they turn face, and he uses them the same way, like rec- try to recruit people to like do good and stuff like that, and. As he's like the leader of that group, that you know, when he faces Kenny Omega and yeah. like all his pals, and and you know, he's bringing the Kenny Omega's at this point is now bringing the Bullet Club in. Yep. So he'll, you know, Adam Page will have a club or a group to go against the Bullet Club, and which is good. I think it's all could be good ideas, but it's going to be hard. Did you ever watch any of that being the elite? Yeah. With the Dark Order, they were, I know we were supposed to like, you know, they were supposed to be dark and they were kind of um, heels, but they were hilarious on being the elite. Yeah, they were awesome. The the stuff they did, so. John Silver? Yeah. (laughs) Every, like he is, he's comedy gold every time he's in front of a camera and he knows it. There was only so little time that they could go. Without, like, just going face anyway, because people are going to just start liking them naturally. They think they're yeah. funny and everything. So, I, you know, and it's uh, a year ago, that was the weakest part of AEW, was the the Dark Order. Yeah. And then when they brought Brody Lee in to be the exalted one, and then he works with all these guys and turns the whole thing around to something that, like, people look forward to seeing. So, yeah, we'll I mean, see what they, happens. Look how fast they... They pushed uh, Anna J. You know, she yeah. came in that one week and she was a magician looking like Zatanna cosplayed. <laughs> she gets destroyed in her match and now she's number five in the rankings. She could potentially be the the, the successor to to the Dark Order. You know, it's just it's very yeah, it's very crazy how they really just flipped the tables on them and became so mainstream and popular. Yeah. So and you never it's just it's just a weird. If you ever, you know, if you listen or watch or do anything in the wrestling world, if you're a fan, you you hear stories. You always hear a story about all your favorites. You no, know, you can name anybody that's your favorite. You're going to hear a grimy story about him. Yep. Never heard anything bad about him. Yeah, really. And it, that's it's, like it's, it's a testament to who he is. Is you never hear a bad word spoken about him personally. Yeah. Um, ever it's a shame man i really loved when um eric rowan came in yeah and jericho kept calling him eric rowan and you're like oh (laughs) no you can't say that 
Like they're like Eric Redbeard, Eric Redbeard. <laughs> I was waiting for for Vince over at WWE to just find him, like send a, yeah. a cease and desist. Yeah. Well, I see. That's the thing is, we live in this world where we just assume WWE will do the pettiest thing ever, and it sucks that yep. you know it sucks that we think that. And that's kind of what I was thinking originally is like they're just you know when everybody's reaching out and and everybody's all their stars are talking about how great and the uh, AEW show is and um, uh, uh, Creed or um, not well he calls him Xavier he was Woods. Creed yeah Xavier Woods is is like promoting it on his social media and like showing the banner for it I was like that's gonna he's gonna come out and try to squash it but I mean it didn't happen but it sucks that that's the first thing you think about is yeah. you know you're gonna get in trouble even though you're it's like a, a tribute but it didn't happen. Thankfully, we didn't hear about any of that happened. But yeah, I was man, glad it that sucked. That, yeah, it sucks that, that we. That's the first thing we think about, though. Yeah, it's the difference between a a, bu- a business run by a businessman and a business run by professional wrestlers. Just a reaction yeah. to both. Yeah, and uh, we tr- truly saw that. But we'll move on from the sad part, and we'll move into, I guess, even worse. Well, not worse. Can't be anything worse than losing somebody that we <laughs> liked. CW is uh, coming around to saying we're not going to make all of these TV shows. We're we're going to do yeah. a, a Wonder Woman series or a Wonder Girl series about a character who just debuted this Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do Star Girl. We're going to do all these, but we're not going to do Green Arrow and the Canaries as that series was axed this weekend. Yeah. Are you surprised? No, I I I think we're always going to there's just going to be this limbo of never knowing what they're going to do. Even when they have, they, they, you know, they have something good and a lightning in a bottle yeah. and they, they just kind of take the lid off and let it go. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't get what goes on over there sometimes. Yeah, me either. I, you it, know, we say it over and over and over, uh, you know, why is why are we still watching Bad Flash and why are we watching uh, Legends? Yeah, Bad Legends. I, I, you know, when there, there's so much better things out there, I don't know. Yeah, I honestly think that uh, my time watching the CW stuff is going to take a dramatic hit once all these Disney Plus shows come on. Like next week or this this week that we're recording, WandaVision comes out first two episodes. Yep. But in between that, like af- right after that, Batwoman with Javicia Leslie, the first episode with her as Batwoman is on. And there's no talk about that. Nobody's excited about yep. it. There's like, we're, we're not even going to preview it in Active Geek. It's just something that like the bar has been lowered season by season by season mm-hmm. that I've lost faith in them. And maybe the HBO Max stuff that's going to come out, like the doom patrol and titan season three and season four and you've got uh you know the green lantern stuff all that stuff coming out that's proposed maybe that'll be better but this universe is done i think yeah i think cw is gone i don't know if they can live elsewhere i mean some of the shows obviously will i and you know that's the only hope that we have left is they will be under one one umbrella and yeah. and hopefully they're, they're they have some cohesion and some universal like cohesion and try to get that done. It sucks because Batwoman deserves to be better than it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, just because you had a, a 
the bloom is off the rose, so to speak. I think everybody was tired of, she had a lot of overexposure in Ruby Rose and I, I, uh, I don't think she's a good actress. Yeah, me either. And that, I, was just, I think, that was a name casting, that, yeah, that whole thing. It, it's all it was. And I think we it suffered. And it, it unnecessarily suffered. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to come back from it. I mean, I'm excited for this Sunday, like Javicia's episode. I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to it. I'll talk about it on Active Geek, but it's like something that I'm going to DVR. I'm not going to watch it live. I'm going to choose football over it. You know, like I like yeah. that's the tough part being on a Sunday. Like I'll always choose football over it, but we'll see, man. I'm not surprised that the Green Arrow stuff got canceled. It sucks because Green Arrow is my favorite DC hero. Maybe it speaks to like old Warner Brothers rumblings when they said like we want to put these characters in the movies or on other shows, and mm-hmm. Green Arrow was kind of uh, linked with this Peacemaker show that's coming out on uh, HBO Max. So maybe we see Green Arrow over there, but. Uh, in right. other in other weird Warner Brother news, it seems like that's all we're going to talk about, and it's kind of fitting because it's just <laughs> a Wonder Woman episode. Uh, Warner Brothers, about a month and a half after saying all of our movies are going to go straight to HBO Max, we're not doing theater releases, they say, well, Godzilla and King Kong is going to go to the theaters the same day as it comes out on HBO Max as Warner Brothers and Legendary have reached a deal. Are you surprised that this is happening? No, I think the outcry was too loud. Yeah. And not from us. I don't, you know, they could care less. They, they would have our money no matter what. But the outcry of like um, production actors, studios, and I mean, you know, it may not seem like much, but they, everybody's got to have a relationship with everybody at some point. So you have to have a relationship with actors and producers and directors, and you have to have good relationships with these people if you want to make good movies. And, Mm If people are out there bitching and complaining and say, you know, you're this could ruin the industry or could hurt the industry, you know, they're not going to want to work with them. So you got to appease those people in some way. Um, um, and I think they did a good job of doing that. Or, or, or they're doing a good job of doing that. Or trying to, actually. Yeah, that's not the movie I would have been like, we're going to put it right out on theaters because I don't think that's going to make it a lot of money. Um, that franchise has been a disappointment um, from, right. from the jump. Godzilla was great or what was good, they killed Brian Cranston, the best thing about the movie. Then it went to, like, uh, King Kong, killer cast. It was amazing with that cast, underperformed in my mind. Godzilla, King yeah. of Monsters, I hated it. Uh, it was visually something nice to look at, but went, you know, after... Well, they've all been... Well, that's... A, they've all been great to look at. They've yeah. all had great effects. Probably some of the best effects in recent years. I mean, uh, they have to They have to be really put in that, that category. Um, they've always looked good and, you know, look at any other kaiju Pacific or Rim. big gorilla. Yeah. Pacific Rim. I love Pacific Rim. And the reason a lot of that looks pretty good is, is because of the, uh, it's, it's all practical, but, you know, CGI against CGI, one's a lot better than the other. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, directors, actors and everything else, there's a lot wrong with these movies. Yeah, and what's crazy is that Dune was the first one to say, like, get us into theaters, we deserve into theaters, and they haven't reached a deal yet. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's parent company, Warner Brothers, but, like, it was also legendary. So I'm curious to see if, like, they're going to slowly do the rollout once, you know, the vaccine goes out and everybody starts to feel a little bit safer. Well, that's the thing is, like, I don't know why you would say that and and say and, and put a 
they put a hard and fast timeline out there and said, oh, we're not going to do it for, I mean, at least for this year. Why not say until it's safer? Why not say for safety reasons we're, we're, we're just putting a, and then I would be like, oh, great. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the Hollywood loves getting behind a cause. And if you say, oh, for safety reasons or going just strictly HBO for now until the, the theaters are safe. That changes everything. I don't understand why they had to do a hard and fast, like, at least for this year. Like, you see on the horizon is is hopefully the end of this very soon, or at least by the summer. And you could have, you know, that could have been great for summer blockbuster yep. season. I don't know. I don't know why they would have, why they have to put a, a timeline on it. Why they didn't just say until, you know, until it's yep. safe or, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's not like they're going to lose money. They could just say, "All right, we're going to re- we're going to let it go out into the theaters, and if it goes out into the theaters and HBO Max, you're happy with both. You know, you can have both your cake and eat it too." Yeah. But I don't know. It's Warner Brothers. They make uh, terrible decisions, and uh, we're going to we're going to talk about the decision that they made as the first movie to go to HBO Max was Wonder Woman 1984, and uh, we're going to hit spoiler territory right here. Um, I will tell you Spoilers. the first thing that popped in my mind when I saw this and I ended it was I'm glad I watched it on television because I didn't like it. Yep. No, not at all. Um, no, I couldn't find anything to like about it. And I know I heard you reviewing on uh, um, Active Geek and you gave it more credit than I ever yeah. could. And um, I guess because you watched it twice, I'm not going to do it. Um I didn't. This movie fails in a lot of places. I think. And Do you think it's because it was a safe bet because they guaranteed that they knew it was Wonder Woman, it was going to get a lot of traffic, or do you think it was just a lazy effort on on Warner Brothers' part? It, it's in in some ways it's um, in some ways it's not safe. It, they've done they did different things. Um, I but I I don't think I don't think they advanced Wonder Woman's story. No at all like they didn't tell us anything about wonder woman and i think uh, and uh, you know this goes with everything else she doesn't have a place to go within the universe yeah there is at the time of this being made i assume there is no cohesion there's no there's no batman in the future as of right now um there was no there's no superman yeah. there's no there's no justice league um not e- not even so, a Justice Society of America. Like, there was nothing. Right. So we'll get to all the other stuff, but I, I think it's like they're just telling us more of her origin story, sort of, kind of, but they're not even, like, doing that. So I, I don't – it kind of was all for nothing. Yeah. And, and and they didn't back it up with enough action to make this – Yeah, it was a lot of – whatever a lot like, of character development what is it two hours two and a half hours yeah like it was a lot of character oh, yeah. development where you're you open up with a fight scene well you open up with a scene that i've said and some of this may sound repetitive but i said that that reminded me of a deleted scene from the first one like i know yeah. that it sets up linda carter's cameo at the end and it sets up the golden eagle armor which is by the way they noted as like the strongest themiscaran armor and cheetah rips through it like it's reynolds rap yeah, and like without any like she just is tearing off those wings, which is infuriating. But you ha- you really have two fight scenes, and I'm not even counting the the 
I guess when they're in Cairo, when they're driving through the desert and the, the trucks. I don't count that as a fight scene. That's an action sequence. But you have the fight scene with the, I guess, the thugs, the, you know, the nice little diehard villains. And then you have the fight scene at the end with Cheetah. But that's it. Like, there really isn't anything to, mm-hmm. to say, well, this is a great Nothing. superhero movie. You don't establish anything. You Nothing. don't lay down Easter eggs. They focus so much on Cheetah's coming. You know, I've said it before. I count it maybe 15 to 19 Cheetah hints. And, like, Cheetah, cheetah yeah. print napkins. At one point, I'm sure Steve Trevor was wearing a Cheetah print thong. Like, they're all just running around with all these Cheetahs. And you're two and a half hours in there, two hours, 15 minutes in the movie, and you finally have Cheetah. You have Sexy Barber for most of the movie. Like, when she's lifting and, you know, she's walking in that really nice dress. Yeah. But then you get Cheetah. I mean, to your point, this movie, if you watched the previews, you would have thought, and, and the cover art and this and everything, you would have thought the golden armor, this whole movie was about the golden armor. Absolutely. 100%. You would have thought the, she gets the golden armor five minutes in, and then she's kicking ass through the whole movie with the golden yep. armor. Golden armor is literally on her for four minutes, maybe. Yeah, that last Not sequence. Even. That's it. It never, it's like barely mentioned. We don't know anything about it. And, and they give like a little nod to it. It's, it just, it's shitty writing. And it's a, it's, it's, it not only is it shitty writing, it's also like they're trying to dupe the fans by putting it in the. It's for toy I, I, Yeah. And I, I expect a lot more out of Patty Jenkins. I love Patty Jenkins. I think she's great. I think first Wonder Woman was fantastic. Yeah. This is a huge but step this in, is, in reverse. Yeah, this is this is like, this is some Justice League garbage right here. Yeah, uh, it, you know some trickery. As far as Cheetah goes, uh, we get like two minutes of Cheetah, and that's that's bad CGI. Oh yeah, it was better um, than I thought it was gonna be. Like I like I thought the look was okay, because like she yeah. kind of looked like a cheetah, but it was like I feel like they they darkened that scene because the CGI was so choppy. Right. Yeah. When I got out of this, I thought this was a movie, a documentary about a rope. Yeah. Really? That's the only, I, I couldn't, when I left this whole thing, and there was more time, energy, and money spent on the lasso of truth. And the lasso of truth never being used to have someone tell the truth. Yeah. Uh, the lasso is actually my favorite part, like when she's right, like the way yeah. they used well, it. Because it's so in your yeah, face. Yeah, I mean, they use it. They, they just. I, I think they just scrubbed her into some Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, chopping, uh, chopping block. But, um, she never used it to have anybody tell the truth. I don't think. No, not like she even said. Like the lasso of truth isn't just a tool to tell get the truth told. Like it was, it was crazy. Like they put so much effort into it, and this was like the main complaint I had when I was when I was watching it, and then when I reviewed it with Chuck was. They changed all the origins to mm-hmm. Cheetah and to Malcolm uh, uh, Maxwell Lord. And in Cheetah's origin, it focuses on the Lasso of Truth and her obsession with trying to get the yeah. Lasso of Truth. And we didn't get that. Even though the Lasso of Truth was such so in your face, I just – they dropped the ball on every single character. Yeah. If you're going to give us – if you're going to give us so much of the Lasso of Truth and not have her character seem to care at all about it, then – 
I mean, what are you going to do? And I have a lot of questions. Like, what? how does she use the lasso of truth? Uh, essentially like Spider-Man's webs. But, but I mean, when she when she's in the desert and she flicks it into the air, what's happening well, she, like, when she flies away? She got caught on the um, the missile. Oh, okay. There, there was a lot of missile play in this one because it was the 80s yeah, and was. everybody wants to kill themselves yeah. with nukes. Yeah, there's. I mean, that's basically what I remember the movie is is finding out she had a lot more powers than uh than I ever thought she did. Um, it re- kind of reminded me of Superman two. Yeah, when he takes the S off his chest and he throws it, and then he kisses um, Lois, and she forgets. I was like, Yeah, I didn't even know Superman had all these. What are these? <laughs> what, what like? When did he get a boomerang? It was like. T- yeah, it's like two panels in an issue that nobody knows about from the 50s. Yep. I, that's what I felt like we were getting is, you know, how did she turn the invisible jet invisible? Oh, she wished it, you know, or, you know, she has some ancient Greek power that we don't know about. Uh, you know, all kind of, all the other stuff the lasso of truth can do that we didn't know. Yeah. Um, do you think that the, uh, the invisible jet scene, I thought it was cool, but do you think that that can kind of allude to like some ancient witchcraft and that could be like Cersei or Hecate that could be coming into the next next uh, chapter I don't know I will here's the thing I like to say that anything predicts anything out of this movie but I have no predictions yeah coming out of this movie I didn't it doesn't it doesn't give me it doesn't give me anything to think about you know what I mean yeah like I didn't understand why it took place in the eighties. I didn't understand. I didn't understand why they they why Cheetah went away so fast. Like, yeah, I, 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 we're building up to all this different stuff, and then it like didn't it didn't nothing came of any of it. Nothing came of Maxwell. Like he was just he was just kind of let go. Yeah, to go like to deal with high what five he his caused. son. Yeah, and didn't. I, I just didn't get any of what would happen, and I didn't get, to like, why anybody was able to, or, like, what's the justification for any of this? And yeah. does, ostensibly, do, do people for, do people forget everything that happened? I don't think so. It seems like they don't, right? Because they remember that there were nukes, they remember all this other stuff. So, like, how's it never talked about, like, oh, do you remember that one time for, like, a week? That we all fire nuclear weapons at each other, yeah. like that never gets talked about. It's, and it's not, I mean, and it's in, not the, going in the future. To. It's not going right. to. I think that this, to, the main point that you made was that it makes no sense being set in the eighties, and I totally agree because I think that you kind of backed yourself up in the corner, and there's a lot of backing up into the corner in this. I feel like the writers, which were uh, Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns, and David Callahan. They wrote themselves into a corner, and it's in my mind it was the White House scene where they're like, oh, wait, we really have to bring this movie home. And when they brought it home, they had to force-feed us Cheetah, actually Cheetah, and they had to force-feed us more of Maxwell Lords. Right. I feel like if this movie were set in the current DCEU timeline, the ending could have been so much better. Waller could have came in and recruited Maxwell Lord, who could have then started um, Checkmate. You could have had Lex Luthor going to cheetah and saying listen i've got a spot for you or like even cersei i'm a big proponent Mm -hmm. that cersei is going to show up they could have had the end credit scene could have been cersei on the edge of that cliff with barbara saying listen i'm going to take away this power right now but i'm going to grant you better power where you can just turn it on with a switch and they didn't do that i think it suffers from just being a chapter 
a period piece. And yeah. there's no ramifications for what comes next because we don't know when it comes. Like, is it going to be one year later, like that storyline that I am I want to see? Probably mm-hmm. not. It's probably going to be like 2004 or 2001 where she's well, got to prevent 9-11. Well, that- I, I will. Uh, that's here's. I'm. Uh, I am totally against any more of these. Period. You had. There has to. Well, hopefully by the time there's going to be a third one. Yeah, they announced and it. I, and but hopefully by the time the third one comes around, it is not just the Wonder Woman story. It is a real Justice League story. I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe they're waiting for because she could like. I was going to say she could. She could like come out and. Men mourn Superman, but she doesn't even know who Superman is. Yeah. Like, and if rumors are to she... be believed, Batman, the new Batman, is going to be set in the '90s. So, like, that doesn't make any sense of a team up there because she already has a history with Ben's Batman. It's it's super confusing where we're at right now. Well, that's why, yeah. And and the problem is like, as soon as they got, we're, we'll compare it to Marvel. As soon as they were able to get, uh. E- bring or or get get a uh, uh, iron man out there and and to become a blockbuster they knew from that point i don't know how but I, I, I to some degree they knew from that point how the whole they knew thanos was in 10 years mm-hmm. they were working towards a goal and they every movie had to move towards that goal and every movie had to have it could go in a certain direction but ultimately we needed to follow these paths and and you could have these characters you could have different directors you could have different writers but where you are now we have to get to here there's been so much like turmoil and so much people you know leaving wb or 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 dc that they can't possibly ever have it i i think at some point in the writing and and production process, there probably was something else, because it it's kind of it's kind of disjointed. But as they lose like a Batman, as Affleck leaves, and then like the whole Justice League for all intents and purposes just just goes away, yeah. um, and and nobody's coming back. People leave, people come back. I mean, it's hard to write for that future that we don't know about. Yeah that we we don't ever see so i don't know how they would do that. i don't know how they would rectify that i don't know what they do they have two successful franchises in this and aquaman yeah and and i don't see a way forward for either one it, especially considering considering what we're getting and that's like that's the thing that sucks because like gail Gadot's perfect as wonder woman Jason Momoa is perfect as Aquaman. And even Zachary Levi is great as Shazam. So they did great at casting him. What's going to happen is... I'm sorry, Shazam too. This is going to tarnish their their legacy of these characters because of shoddy writing, poor planning, and lack of cohesiveness. You know, the, the best way that they could fix this is two things. They could come out and say all of the Wonder Woman stories previous to where we're at is... Uh, Elseworlds, Elseworld storylines, and that's what you're getting. These are Elseworld stories. We'll link it up in the future. Maybe she teams up with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Or on the other side, they can say, "Well, Flashpoint's going to fix everything. Flashpoint is going to make Wonder Woman three the Battle of Themyscira versus the Battle of Atlantis, mm-hmm. and that's where you end it." But I don't think we're ever going to yeah. get either one of them. We're going to get well in 2024. That's when you're going to get Wonder Woman, and guess who she teams up with? Michael Keaton's Batman. I don't know. I, I but that that's the point. It, it, do we not 
are we just supposed to forget about her meeting Batfleck? Are we supposed to forget about her meeting? She doesn't age, right? So they could speed up the movie and set it in 2020, or not 2020, uh, 2048. And Michael Keaton is yeah. old man Bruce. And that's where yeah. they go. That's what, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I that's the easy I, I actually don't, I, I don't mind that at all, I'll be honest with you. And then they could still flashpoint from that point yeah. and have, you know, have them warring. I don't know how it's, because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. What And, I mean, what happens if 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 uh, if Justice League, you know, Snyder's cut comes out and it, and is a huge success? Are they gonna Are they gonna start all over again? Well, he said Zack Snyder came out and said, "I'm done." Like he he's yeah, done but with I mean, this. are they gonna go all for that script and and go back to? I hope not. Like, that's getting a Blu-ray <laughs> release. They're already saying that's gonna come out on like on streaming and on physical copy. Right. So I, I I but I mean what what's going to happen to the storyline after that? Because yeah. they kind of have to use it anyway. I don't know. What I will say about this is, for a superhero action, there was no action. Yeah, uh, there's fun stuff to watch, but a uh, lot of exposition. That's the pr- tons the, of it, and like a lot of like in your face, like we're setting this up to happen. Like, and I'm not surprised that this movie is rotten now like when i watched it the oh, second yeah. time yeah. it was a point below rotten or a point above rotten and now it's in rotten status so i'm, yeah. I'm not surprised with that but the problem is this is still a middle of the pack movie for dc movies yeah 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 and it you know it. this was like this was a big letdown for me because i had so much hope going into it i love the trailers i love the the visuals and I was very curious about the Steve Trevor part, and here we are, 35 minutes into our episode, oh, and we yeah. haven't talked about that. And I think that that was an absolute shit show, yeah. 100% unneeded. And it, the thing, I I got some shit for this because I said it, but I feel like they've written Wonder Woman into a corner again by saying that she needs a man to sacrifice yeah. herself for her to find well, truly the, be motivated. That was the first one too. That she had the same problem, and the first one made up a lot of for a lot of the handicaps by being great, but. You know, the first one was supposed to be this this feminist, you know, blockbuster. And it was to a certain degree, but we still had, uh, you know, she got all stupid when Dick was around. And, and, and that's kind of counter to who she's supposed to be and counter to. Yeah. Actually, well, let's be honest. It's not counter to the original, you know, comic strips of, of Wonder Woman. It was written in a totally different way, but it's counter to what we want Wonder Woman to be right now, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, it's just so weird, and and to do it all over again, and ostensibly we're like, he just kind of gets zapped into somebody else's body, right? So yeah. the whole entire yeah, freaky yeah, Friday. the whole entire time he's in that guy's body, and then she just sees him as Steve. I, I don't know. I don't know. Very weird. Yeah, it. They're like, the the premise from like movie one and movie two. It, it seems very cut and dry or cut and paste. You had right at the beginning of the third act, you have Steve sacrificing yeah. himself, yeah. and yeah. like whether in the first one he he blows himself up, in this one he gives himself away. She has to renounce her wish, and then we go right into a very dark, very CGI heavy fight scene, and a very lackluster fight scene. You mean to tell me that Cheetah, when you electrocute her the first time, she doesn't die, <laughs> and she comes out even stronger. Yeah. 
Like, she got flashed. Like, she was turned into, like, a cat flash. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, it was absolutely crazy. And, I mean, I've talked – I've aired my grievances about Cheetah, even from, like, the previews that they gave her the she's all that treatment. Right. And – Where, like, Cheetah is, like, she's a badass character, even though I'm not a fan of her. But she's a badass character in the Wonder Woman lore. They kind of just made her, like, oh, well, you're Uma Thurman's – poison ivy your michelle pfeiffer's yeah. Catwoman. yeah or she's all that it's 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 kind of page for page for she's all that uh yeah. uh i just i don't know and and i don't know the the, the whole wish granter thing I, I'm, I'm kind of i didn't like it it was inconsistent i mean there was a lot of other ways that it could be used and 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 you know cheetah kind of gets her power from yeah uh uh an Egyptian, like a potion, yeah, like an, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess they were trying to hold on to that, but then it was some ancient Greek statue about some darkness, and I don't know. It, it just it, it was yeah. kind of going in a lot of different directions, and I, I I just I really didn't I didn't hold on to any of them. Yeah, it. it I don't think that this was Patty Jenkins' no. vision for it. I feel like Warner Brothers came in with way too many heavy notes and said, listen, Pedro Pascal's having a huge year right yeah. now with Mandalorian. You need to make him the focal point when Cheeto was actually the focal point and they ramped his story up to a thousand. I think he acted his ass off. And yeah. I think he ca- like every scene he was in, he carried it. Uh, he was my favorite part of it, but there was too much focus on him to go nowhere. Yeah. 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 He was my favorite part of the movie, but he doesn't i won't remember him as maxwell lord i'll just remember him as that guy at sweat a lot and and yeah. was having you know a breakdown um he didn't come across as like a character in a in, in a comic book movie or maxwell lord as we know him and he just didn't i said gordon gecko yeah, yeah exactly coked out gordon gecko maybe yeah. that was why it was in the 80s but he didn't come across any other way. Like I didn't get a feel no. for. I won't. I won't come out of this do, giving him that the Tony Stark treatment of saying, "Well, you know, um, no one else could ever play Tony Stark." You know. Yeah. Can Can anybody else play Maxwell Lord? Sure, but you know that doesn't mean that he was bad at it. it just doesn't mean that that. You know he didn't. The character didn't come alive. The character wasn't made. You know I didn't see the character. Yeah. So. Yeah, there there were two movies that I thought this movie could have set up. I feel like with Maxwell Lord's part, they could have set up the new gods because yeah. he gets his power from Metreon. No mention of that. Again, they changed the 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 formula for that. And I think that's because it was in the 80s. And secondly, if you're going to the Middle East, you're going to Egypt, how do you not mention Black Adam? Yep. We know that that's coming. We know that they have a history together with Diana and, and Adam. Why wasn't that mentioned? Yeah. I mean, we had so many stories told in that little, in, you know, in the newsreels. We were talking about, you know, reclaiming old lands and reclaiming old kingdoms. And she's talking and about dynasties. Yeah, she's talking about ancient, um, uh, ancient power, ancient lands, ancient, um, you know, ancient Greece. Could have easily an ancient Greece storyline could have been running. You know, at the same time as Adam's, you know, original yeah. storyline. So you're right. I don't know. I don't. You know what's co- you know that Rock signed up uh, for. I yeah. mean, for that one, and even for the Maxwell Lord stuff. You know that 
you had you sh- you showed us you showed us that there's a a a new gods out there and it, so i don't understand why you couldn't even do that i i just i don't know i think it's because it was in the 80s yeah i think that that how are they going to explain a 20 30 plus year gap from now to then i i would have rewrote one scene and i would it could have fixed everything not not made the movie better but could have fixed the future they could have brought in you know when they go to the back alley, that shaman who lived next to like Seven <laughs> Eleven, what if my first thought would have been, what if they didn't go to that alley and they went to where the Wizard Shazam was? Yeah. Okay. And they talked to him, and it's like, hey, you know, this Dreamstone actually came from the Dreaming where Morpheus Morpheus had it, or the Sandman had it, or it was where it came from Kandak, and like that's where you get it. Right. Or you go to that shaman and he says, listen, I've marked it to here and there's a timeline of where it goes to. They mention Kandak, but then they say there's something extraterrestrial about it. It's something ancient. It's something out of this world. It's something holy. And then it sets up the new gods. They don't do it. They don't do it. I know this is crazy, but I would rather them shoot for the moon and miss than never set up yep. anything at all. I'd rather them set up. 30 different things or whatever. I'd rather them go big and set something up. And then if it never happens, it sucks. But be smart and figure out a way around. But you, if you set it up and, and it does happen, it becomes huge. You know, that, that yep. we don't know. That could potentially be how this whole MCU thing took off. But instead of that, they just play it safe. They don't set up any storylines. They keep it in your vest. They have, you know, they, there is, there, there's, they know what works. They've seen what works somewhere else. Just use a little bit of, of, of what we expect and what we think. You know what an extra scene is. We got an extra scene. Yep. Use another one. Show us, you know, show us anybody. And if it doesn't yep. pay off, you could pay it off in 10 years when you're successful. That's how this stuff works. They could have flashed back right to Egypt or right to, yeah. we're called Egypt, but we can call it Kandak, and Black Adam right there. You, he, The Rock is already Black Adam. We know that. He looks like him. He's buff as shit. You just shoot that scene, yeah. and then he gets bigger for his movie. But they didn't do that. Yeah. I, I think that you know the, the post-credit scene was great and all because it was the OG Wonder Woman showing up. As hysteria, you know, we we learned that, but I don't think that's going to mean anything in the future. We're no, she's not going to suit up, right? Yeah, she's just that was just an homage. They're like, oh, we got Linda Carter, yeah. who's been petitioning to be in our movie since the first one. That's great. Like but if they want, you know, that's what cameos are for. That's you know, yep. and and honestly, Connie Nielsen's fantastic, but they could have just put Linda Carter as Apollo. Yeah. She looks more like Gail's mother than Connie Nielsen. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah. I, you know, who knows? But yeah, I know. Bigger bigger names, I guess. Yeah. This is a maybe a hot button topic because I feel like I could tread like misogynistic waters here. But do you think that Wonder Woman needs support that's not Steve Trevor in this movie, like another superhero? I, I not for not not to the. Um, not in the sense that she needs, she can't handle her own movie. Yeah. Because I think the first Wonder Woman is my favorite of of these new, you know, of the okay. odds. That's my favorite um, DC movie. Then Aquaman. Okay. I, I everything else is below that. 
So she can carry her own movie, but in the sense of like, we need to go somewhere. You know, we there's only so many Wonder Woman storylines that people are going to hang around for if it's not yeah. progressing to a bigger universe. And I think what's what sucks is we've been, kind of been promised a bigger universe, but we're if we weren't getting it, then just that needs to be talked about. Somebody needs to come out and say, look. These are, these are standalone characters. You get one. You're going to get ten Wonder Woman stories. All right, sucks because we already see them together. But you know you have to press the reset button in some way. Then you need to talk about that. Yeah. If if you're working towards an end game, and that's why I said like, even if you give us, even if you give us the biggest bad in the whole universe of of DC, and you never get there, or you don't get there for 10 years. I mean, that's how long it took for us to get to Thanos. It took 10 years for us to see what Thanos was actually supposed to be like. Yep. That's fine. Put work towards something. Give yourself a goal, you know? Um, make yeah. make some sense out of this whole thing. I, I think with, with this is when I walked out of this movie, I didn't. there wasn't a memorable scene. No. When I walked out of Wonder Woman, the, the first one, it was No Man's Land. Like that movie will that scene will be one of my favorite yeah. scenes in any movie I'll ever watch, and right to the point of the the support, we see with Marvel the template right we, that's forever going to be the superhero universe template whether people like it or not. We see that every movie every character gets a supporting character. You know Steve got Bucky, then he got Falcon, then he you know Natasha. You have all these characters. Wonder Woman has Steve. And not even real Steve. Mm-hmm. They have I made a wish with Zoltar Steve. <laughs> like this movie could have like it could have introduced Hawk Woman because they were in Cairo. Yeah. It could have introduced uh Constantine because you were dealing with something that was of yeah. of godly vision but of negative god's vision. They could have brought in Doctor Fate. They could have brought in the the Jay Garrick's Flash, Our Man. There's so many pre well, justice league heroes that they could have brought in that's why in the beginning when i said i don't understand why it happened in the 80s because they didn't make the 80s important if you're going to make the 80s important bring somebody that like that matters in the 80s uh yeah i I, they didn't do any of that and like yeah the 80s were inconsequential top three superheroes in the 80s right you've made you made the 80s connection inconsequential you just said it was yep. 1980, so you could go film it in a an abandoned mall. Like, but otherwise, you you just kind of made it inconsequential and didn't make it mean anything. Especially like I I saw Simon Stagg's cameo as something big for like DC Comics fans because Simon Stagg's he's a big part in this Endless Winter storyline. He's he leads to the the Orb of Raw where we get Metamorpho. We didn't get that. Simon Stagg was just like Donald Trump's dad coming in and saying, "You failed me, kid." You know, right. you're a Ponzi scheme guy. And then he pissed off. Like, he got his, like, Maxwell stole his, his stock. It, it was just, it was such a sloppy movie. Yeah. This is, this was a hard movie for me to watch the first time. And the second time, even though I appreciated it more the second time, I'm still looking at it like this is below any, this is below the worst Marvel movie. Right. Yeah. Any, yeah, whatever you yeah. think that is. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. And it, this is like, this was like Fox X-Men bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is it's such a a, a high fall from grace. Um, the first one is like revolutionary. I mean, yeah. it mattered so much to so many people. And what it did was it gave so many people hope that this whole ship can be righted. Like they have yeah. good ideas. They, they 
They know what they're doing. They got one right. And that's all, you know, everybody said they need to get something right. And then we could build a universe. We could build around that. And they just, we got, we got WB'd or we got, you know, that's, I get, I get, that's yeah. what it's going to be called from now on. You get to you get yeah, WB'd. WB'd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the, that's the gold standard right now, apparently. <laughs> is either we get the marvel treatment or we get wb and we uh <laughs> certainly got wb and you know we're, we're thinking about i'm still thinking about this but the suicide squad james gunn's suicide squad that's supposed to come out on hbo max this summer they're saying it's set in the 70s right 14 years later if you're going 70 to 84 how come none of those characters were in this like peacemakers get right. his own series why didn't we get that like it just it was it's infuriating that you're trying to set up a huge universe, but you don't allude to anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the cheetah part, like she doesn't, as much as I love Kristen Wiig as cheetah, I think she did great. She doesn't renounce her wish, but now she's right. human again. We don't know what's going to happen. And you're, like you said, making things inconsequential. You make cheetah inconsequential by saying, well, this was 84. We don't know when we're going to be back. Yeah. You know, is Barbara going to show up anymore? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, it, the ending to this movie was basically a a a, a uh, who's the big the big tall dude a Robbins, Tony Robbins. Yeah, it was basically a Tony Robbins seminar yep. that got everybody out of it and like, oh, all right, yeah, I'll pronounce my wish. Like it was silly yeah, because because my son's asking me to. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of I don't know, man. I yeah, I don't know. It was it was yeah. I, I mean, I guess in in a way for that it was it was kind of a unique way to take on a a superhero. But if I just wish they if you're going to make none of these matter to anybody, and you're gonna you're gonna make them disparate and and separate, you like lead to stuff that we all know and like. Like get to yeah, you have all the characters. Get to like a Kingdom Come storyline. You know what I mean? Or yep. or a Sandman or or. Get to something that is huge and ju- and powerful and just where you don't need all the same movers and shakers. That's why Flashpoint would have been great. But I don't know what they're creating here. I don't know what they're doing. They're creating a mess. <laughs> and it's frustrating because we've been talking about this since we started our podcast and even before that about how DC really doesn't know where they're at. And this furthers that thought. Yeah. Like I don't think that they know where they're going and I don't think they're going to ever know where they're going. But we got to rank it. We got to rate it. Like I said, this is middle of the pack for me. I, it's top five. And that's a shame. That's pathetic. But this got a uh, this got a two and a half for me. I'm going to go lower. I, I, I mean, just comparing it to the first one, it's, it's such a big drop for me. I'm going to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go way lower. I'm going to go two. Um, okay. I think we gave it the first one a five. Yeah, like both oh, yeah, of us. Yeah. Like it was like the movie of the year for us. Five, yeah. five, one out of, of five. of one of the best. It, that was a good year for us, and it was one of the best movies. But this fell so far, and and yeah. I don't even know if really in my mind it deserves it too. But um, yeah, it's just I'm not happy with it. Yeah. So I asked Chuck this question. We know that Patty Jenkins has three movies on the docket. Right. She's got Wonder Woman three. She's got Rogue Squadron, and she's got Cleopatra. I don't think Cleopatra's a movie we're going to review, but the other two. After this showing, are you worried about the direction she takes movies, or are you worried about Patty Jenkins as a director anymore? I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't think... Okay, 
the first one was revolutionary and it was it was you know period and it was set in a time and it didn't have to worry about meeting expectations it didn't have to worry about uh connecting to all these other story crazy storylines that we don't know about or that we did know about at the time it was supposed to introduce the character to us and that's what it did and that did, what it did great and it set her up as like a real hero and like you said like the no man's land scene is great this had a lot more expectations based on the last one and i guess it had to meet requirements for the future that's what i'm that that is i'm i'm creating that out of thin air and yeah. i'm hoping that's what it was and in that case with like rogue one we give them the kind of the same treatment as we do marvel there's a tight grasp on the stories that get told over there right now. Not, not, yeah. not, ever, not forever, but right now. And I don't think they're going to let it go too far off the rails. I'm not, I mean, this is a miss. No director, you know, hits all home runs. You know, every director has a, a, a slip up. And I think that's what it is for Patty Jenkins. I'm not going to yeah, say that she can't accomplish something because she accomplished something great. So, yeah, we'll see where she. I goes. agree. Um, I agree. I think that this was just a, kind of a blip on the radar for her. This was a, this was a miss, and I don't think that this was her fault. I think it was Warner Brothers because mm. I read some articles and in interviews where she said that the mall scene and Themyscira scene were going to be cut from the movie entirely, and the movie was just going to start off with her meeting Barbara. So Warner Brothers and she had to fight for that. So. Warner Brothers has clearly has a vision for what they wanted the Wonder Woman and Patty Jenkins has one for hers. So I think Wonder Woman 3 is going to be better than Wonder Woman 2. Uh, I think it'll kind of bookend everything. We have the bad movie in the middle like Iron like I can't even say Iron Man cuz Iron Man got worse after the first one. But I think it bookends it. We get a good one, a bad one, a good one, but I think Rogue Squadron is going to be ridiculously good. I think yeah. she's going to crush that one. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I I th- I think somebody's going to control the storylines for the future and how far out of the box she can get with that. So. Yeah, she's going to work for a company that has plans. Yeah, and has a set <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, but that's it, man. We're going to get out of here. That's our first review of the year, and we've got a ton of stuff coming up in the near future. We've got WandaVision. Yeah. And WandaVision and the Doctor Who Christmas special next week. We've got Cobra Kai season three that I need to watch, but we, I can't wait to talk about. We've got Soul. We've got a we we yep. have Soul, but we're also going to review Soul. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've got a ton of stuff, and uh, we can't wait to talk about it. But for, that's it, man. Follow us on social media, the Galaxy Wars podcast, throughout all social media platforms. Subscribe and listen and follow and poke and prod and review our podcast on all the podcast directories we have the active geek podcast every wednesday and uh, yeah we'll be back next week here's 20 dollars. buy yourself something nice